So basically, you're telling me Gramps was manhandling the meat. Yeah, and I'm trying to grill it. The, you were trying to cook it. Yo, we're, yo, we're recording, man. Red lights on. Oh, we're live. Coming to you live from Studio One Four Four. Welcome to Crime. All characters appearing in this work are fictitious. Any resemblance to real persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental. This radio show is for your listening pleasure. Content on this show may be offensive to some listeners. Please proceed with caution. Thank you. Crime time. Micro Machine Lady sounds kind of hot. Hey, this is Crime Time, home of the conjugal visits. I'm Vance, I'm your host, and I'm sitting in with my co-host... Doc Hollywood. Thanks for being here, Doc. We're filling in for Deja, and uh, he kind of left us the keys to the truck, and we're going to try to ride the hell out of this bitch. But most importantly, we just want to let him know we're grateful for the opportunity and this platform to kind of step up on. Got Vance over here rocking the uh, V-neck white tee, uh... Got the ZZ Top beard, and man, you've been throwing some serious iron around, bro. Damn. I'm mobile. <laughs> Appreciate that, Doc. Uh, yeah, Doc's over here on my left side. Uh, looks like he's wearing his classic poker chip Hawaiian button-up shirt. His facial hair is impeccable. Looks like he's got about a uh, half gallon of grease in his hair, some type of rockabilly look he's going for. As far as uh, downstairs, it looks like... Uh, Maybe a claw kind of sticking out of a rabbit's foot. Kawasaki, Kawasaki. Yeah, that is our safe word. Thanks for stepping in there, Doc. Safe word on the show is Kawasaki. There may be a time when we overstep our bounds or um, go into certain contents that either the other host or some of our guests can't handle. So keep your ear out for that. Speaking of a safe word, uh, my girlfriend and I's safe word is, oh shit, the kids are home classic man too good i have a similar one but we'll probably uh discuss it off air um in all seriousness no i think uh we're lucky to have a doctor on this show i don't know if hollywood actually has uh been to college but he's got a master's in bation <laughs> and he's been through three marriages and not one was his uh, which basically makes him an expert in romance finance personal fitness um child endangerment and all levels of debt. Well, you know, Vance, I always seem to make out all right. In my 20s, I could make it with any chick. 30s, I was lucky to make out with the house and the race truck. Now I'm barely to make it out of bed. Well, I'm glad you uh, made it out here. Um, we're going to move into uh, another segment of our show. We're going to discuss kind of an important aspect. Uh, we've recently lost a, a friend a few months ago, Animal, and uh, we just wanted to take a moment of silence for his family his crewmates and anyone's life that he may have touched and during this moment of silence um just take a moment and think about maybe someone you've lost uh, as well um and kind of reflect on a good memory there and we'll start that now Rest in peace, animal. Rest in peace, brother. Moving on to um, today's main topic, we're going to be speaking with Revised D. We're glad to have him on the show. Um, whether you know him or not, he's probably seen some of your stuff rolling. Um, I wish I could pull like a Neo from the Matrix and plug into his brain and see some of the panels he's seen. And we're going to kind of get a little insight uh, to his life and some of the things he's been up to. So... Let's jump into that now. We finally cornered him, Revised D. 
started benching uh, heavy back in 2011. I know that's hard to say back when you throw just a few years as old as I am, but kind of jumped into freights right at their peak and kind of their pinnacle. Also kind of on the cusp of their demise, but that's just my own kind of opinion speaking, but kind of through skateboarding and uh, cutting through train tracks and back alleyways. I don't know what he was looking for, but uh, I think he found a few things along the way. And a lot of people through email have asked us why we wanted to interview you know, a guy that seemed slightly newer to the game. And kind of our conclusion was someone that had benched most of the people that we had previously interviewed and a lot of the people that we probably will interview into the future. He's had some contact with by seeing their trains in his town. And so we're going to get a, a minute with him. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Cool. Did you get a beer? Or are you Are you comfortable? I got the beer. Yep. Cool. Well, obviously, uh, social media has really kind of... Um, catapulted you to having a lot of success a lot of people have heard of you and you think if social media didn't exist do you think that this is a passion you would continue with or stick with for sure 100 percent it uh it never really was about social media when i started social media was there when i started so i used it as a tool to learn about you know what was rolling by and that was Flickr. you know Flickr was easy because you could search the artist and like maybe a a crew that you saw rolling by on the train so i would search Flickr for all that shit try to understand it and got a taste of you know people talking on a photo you post you know like it's interesting you know they'll tell you who it is they'll tell you stuff about it and then people will comment and there was this camaraderie that i was very intrigued by so you know that side of social media was very, very cool for me. Instagram wasn't even around then, I don't think. You know, it was you could download it, but I didn't know anyone who used it. But, you know, internet went down tomorrow. I think, you know, train yards would go down. So, you know, the internet would be down so we could go bench like crazy. And that would be first thing that I did. And so... You're right, though, because there's more people, I'd say, that are benching pretty much off social media. They're calling themselves benchers. For sure. In the sense, they're just benching off their phone. So. Yeah, I mean, swear to God, I went and bought a camera to be it because I had a little Trio 650 cell phone at the time oh. and all the flicks because it was rolling. I didn't know nothing about going to yards. I didn't know anything about this stuff. It was just rolling by me. I had to take a picture of it. My camera, my little cell phone camera wasn't doing it good enough. So I went and bought a damn nice camera. Yes, I had aspirations to take pictures, but yeah. the trains were the main reason that I went and made that initial purchase into a little canon fucking crop sensor dslr thing that's dope yep then then i could get the pictures then i could go on Flickr and you know look it up like i remember this gets and bozo christmas car rolled by and it was a santa claus and et and like holy shit are you kidding me this is rolling by my little podunk town that i have nothing to do on then i learned that i could chase the line for 25 miles down the road see both sides of the train and get every single bit of the train they would pause it like at this little, they would stop and then they'd unload some and then hook back up. When they would stop, I'd run and go flick everything and then I could post it on Flickr. People would tell me what it was and that shit was addicting. That shit, I took off. Like, holy fuck, I have to do this for the rest of my life. But it isn't, like, if the internet went down, I just wouldn't have the to- as much tools to be able to learn as much. For me, I'm not saying that you can't go and fucking create, you know, an internet name and be all cool because your internet hype. You know, I swear to you, at times I've thought about deleting my Instagram because of the damn hassle that it can be sometimes. But 
in other ways, I feel that it's my duty at this point to provide flicks for the artists, for the true people that are interested in seeing it. Otherwise, they wouldn't come and see it. So, Who do you think loves you more, the artist or the benchers? You know, like on the internet, I think benchers are more uh, vocal and more present, saying, you know, cool picture, dude, and stuff like that, where an artist, I already know they like it. So I don't need to hear from all the rap graph writers, you know, dude, thanks for flicking my shit. Because I know that you like it because that's what I try to do is take a good flick for you to see it and enjoy it. And I don't, the internet is a result of me enjoying that. And you get to see my enjoyment in documentation. You know what I mean? Yeah, great. Well put. Um, do you think that benching has hurt the game? I mean, in personal experiences with benchers, I've noticed uh, some of them will just post anything and, you know, everything and anything. And it seems like some people that are really doing some garbage on the rails feel like they have a voice. Uh, yeah. So you think benching is is hurting the freight game? Of course. I mean, all that shit's nasty. Like, I just want to go and scream at everybody like, you know, why are you not doing it the right way? Why are you not taking the steps that you should be taking to go the correct path? You know, you can't just go and being a bencher. I've learned some things just being a bencher, not even painting. Like, I'm assuming the people in here painting have even more that they need to do to learn and to respect and, you know, don't post the whole, I mean, it's fucking basic knowledge that you don't post the whole building that your train's behind you know and then that next day the workers see that building posted on it or whenever they see it you can't you can't remove that image and they know where that's flicked and then you're saying i bench out of this place here and i show all the things that are painted from here then all those writers lose that spot because a bencher or even a writer who's a toy and or whatever he is he she whatever uh you know so the internet definitely sucks for that and it sucks that people don't have the same mindset that i and me and most of my friends and people that I regularly fuck with think you know we don't just basic knowledge you don't post you know the entrance to your yard or I don't know I don't even know it's set and whatever but it definitely seems like graffiti's biggest enemy is graffiti yeah I agree well, I mean but it, it, at the same time like the the mass you know number of benchers you know I don't, I don't know any writer who wouldn't be happy to see his stuff flip it, maybe not in the yard that he painted it with some dumbass so that's I guess I don't experience that over here so I don't know that feeling but what's your take on this revise in the era of social media do you really need to paint a thousands of trains to get noticed i mean i mean if you do it right you could probably get away with five to ten a year if you're putting it down i mean what do you think uh I guess it depends on who you you know who you want to be seen by. Yeah. You want to be seen on a platform with millions of other images with all these other people doing it, or do you really want to be seen on the lines in the yard in the place where the people that matter are seeing it? That's it's a personal question at that point. So yeah, that's true. You definitely choose your level of involvement yeah. in the in the game. But don't forget, whatever you do online is seen by everyone. So the ones that matter also see that. So if you you know decide you want to try to go the right route at some point you've got a big wall you've got to climb if you've been a clown this whole damn time that's but, true so is it safe to say that you sort of live in a, a train town so to speak there's the town even has like a trainish name nickname like oh. a lot of towns do but you know it's one of those kind of towns. so do you think that the geography of your town has more to do with your success or yeah. is it still based on your ambition well the geography brought the ambition i guess because if i hadn't lost my job went to fucking damn near bank bankruptcy like they kicked me off unemployment like shit was going bad and got a decent little graphic design job at a little 
you know, doing some shit and started seeing stuff roll by. I have always had an interest in graffiti my whole entire life, basically, since, you know, skateboarding, middle school and shit. But I can't say I was ever really a graffiti writer. I tagged and gotten black books, thought I had a black book, you know, that almost graffiti life, you know, but mainly was music and stuff. But once the music career ended, I moved to this little podunk town. I started seeing the lines roll by. It rekindled my art inside me. Like I was just doing music for the longest time. I hadn't sketched in God knows how long. All of a sudden I'm sketching again. I'm getting interested again. I'm wanting to figure all this stuff out. So yeah, 100% the geography brought that to me. Therefore, after that, I got crazy addicted and I don't know, I just can't seem to get my head around much else these days other than benching. When you started benching and taking flicks, you probably couldn't decipher really between quality and quantity at that point. What what do you think's changed since you started benching? Obviously, you're more of a quality guy, but now you probably have a more keen eye as to what is good. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Like I look back at stuff I flicked back then and like, damn, he posted that. You know, no offense to whoever it is, but it's kind of kind of weird looking, you know. And mm. But at the time, I didn't understand. So it was more of like, what if it is something good? What if this is someone that's awesome? You know, then I flicked this for them and I want them to see it. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So, yeah. What I've always thought about Feedy too is where you volunteer your time into it. You don't always have a mentor kind of setting you straight. So if you go to a job and you're not good at your job, you know, you're boss boss will tell you listen man you suck at making cakes or you suck at uh, you know whatever you should probably try another profession well graph doesn't have that overlooking thing we kind of just let people usher themselves in at their own will so it just seems to just open up uh relentless amounts of people to just kind of <coughs> pretend that you know with their with their graph goggles on that they're you know running the game comment you think we should tell people that they fucking suck at graph yes i mean i don't know like luckily too much cheerleader squad out there for these guys fuck yeah it's, it's ridiculous it makes me sick like we were talking earlier i was talking you know i had a first run in you know when i got back into benching i thought i could do something so i went somewhere well, don't say it then we'll just yeah. go ahead cut that out. we heard of her first on this show let's go <laughs> no we don't have to if you don't want i made to. some serious mistakes far as you know rules and regulations and behavior go yeah and i was fortunate enough to have some people that scolded me and fucking should have beat me up probably but luckily they didn't and scolded me told me the right way and to this day are some of my best friends now currently and i met them through all this chaos and through honestly through the internet one of my closest friends who's been to my wedding uh i'm helping him move away you know across the country and he's a dear friend of mine i met through the internet because we shared a compassion passion for this culture and he could see that he figured out where I am you know based on knowing some visuals living near here hit me up we hooked up it's been a fucking ride ever since so that kind of opens up another conversation um they're sure you've made hundreds of friends online um but how do you really decipher between you know robotic fake friends and real friends? What's what's the real definitive? Factor? I don't really, I don't I don't know if there's a factor other than you just know you just fucking know you know I mean you like hit up somebody you know you meet somebody at a gas station that could be your best friend for the rest of your life and you by chance encounter you met there through benching we almost have like a filter to kind of weed out some of the people that we necessarily might not want to hang out with because we share a, you know, a love for trains. So right there, you already have an interest that's together. 
see their activity online if they're you know constantly on looking at your flicks and whatever all that robotic shit you you get interested like who's this what are they doing blah blah so you go look at their little shit you can see how they have responded to others in you know two three minutes if you're of average intelligence you can figure out what kind of base person that is you know then if they hit you up and live nearby or something they seems intriguing, you know. A guy took a trip up a state away based on me and a dude's, you know, online Flickr talking. This was Flickr time, but yeah. wound up going up there and, and through me and him meeting, I have met five to six of my very closest friends who were also at my wedding since then. So it's, you know, I met him on the internet, went up there, freaking awesome dude, loved the motherfucker, and met these other guys, love all those sons of bitches, and it all came from that, but... But if, if it's on the internet, you know, it's like saying online dating doesn't work in a way, you know, those anyone who ever done online dating didn't work. But in a way, you can say what you like and don't like on online dating. So you yep. don't have to go and, you know, get a rapist. You don't want to go meet Vance at the bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. So thanks, it bro. Helps, helps filter it out for us. Online dating only works if they show up at your house. <laughs> <laughs> Revise. What's the what's the oldest uh, piece you've seen riding out there on the rails? Uh, I think my earliest thing is a pre-panel from 1993. Oh, cool. Yeah, let's put that out there. No, that'd be good. Yeah. I'm sure he'd be stoked. All right. Well, it was a it was a crisp by pre. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. There's this guy. Uh, Revise. There's this guy Saigon. He does these uh, Pelican kind of whole cars, nature scene whole cars. This question kind of relates to that. Um, have you ever caught someone super dope that you've never heard of and wonder if that's his only train that he's ever gotten? Well, when I first started, it happened all the time. I, I Bless you. Good excuse, hell. Excuse me. Mommy, help. Baby, I need another bear. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm not truly like that to all you women out that's there. That's fine. I'm a good guy. But anyway. Congratulations on being married, by the way. Thank you. Yep. Uh, five months the other day, some shit, she said. Damn. Anyways, uh, what was the question? Have you ever caught someone super dope and uh, wondered if that's the only train he's ever got? Like, I mean, because Saigon, I mean, he's a pretty dope writer. Uh, I've only caught him about two or three times. And a uh, guy probably maybe puts out one or two a year, but uh, still holds it down. Shows you that the uh, quality is better than the uh, quantity. For sure. Uh, you know, when I first started, it happened all the time because I didn't know anything. And I didn't know what I was seeing. So everything was new to me. And I wondered about everything. Right. Thankfully, through, you know, people being, Vance was one of them. He's always kind of, he kind of was there. Like, I think he saw me early and always gave me little pointers on some old stuff. Like, shit, I had no idea what it said and was faded. He'd throw on there, like on my flicker, he would tell me what it was. And that was pretty awesome. So, like, that shit was amazing to me. Like, holy crap, someone's telling me, oh. You know, so uh, after learning a lot and becoming somewhat grounded and knowing things, it's when it happens now, like I love that feeling like, oh, what is this? Who the fuck? You know, like never seen this. And to this question, like I can't honestly go and think about who it is because I couldn't ever tell who it was or didn't know enough and never found anything out. So it's like this little mystery that I've never solved about this panel that I caught. You know, one day I might see it again and someone will have it tagged or some shit. But yeah, that I do really appreciate seeing things that I've never seen. And I wonder, you know, who is it? Are they hitting a lot? Did they have a crazy history of painting thousands of trains before, you know, because it's just yeah. so damn good and I've never seen it before. What kind but, of styles do you like? Do you like the wild style, tectonic, scathing burners? I mean, what, what kind of style are you out there? I like style that's unique for the writer. Like, I love writers that have created a style for themselves and that, and they just 
picked it up and went with it. I kind of lean toward, no offense to anybody, but I kind of lean towards like Subway, just old school, legible, but funky letters, not too much going on, you know, all over the place, but- Wage funk. Yeah, cool. yeah. I mean, I love the shit that's crazy complex and wild and unique, you know, Pacer, you know, all that type stuff. I love it, but I have no idea how to even, how they would even go about doing something. That might've been your wife. Uh, Siri, she's, she's, a, she's a tough one. Where'd you, uh, where'd you get that handle revised, D? What's like, where'd it come from? Like, what's it mean? Uh, well, when I screwed around with graffiti when I was a kid, revised is a name I came up with back in 96 and used to tag it and yeah. do it in friends' books and tag it in the bathroom. I did maybe eight or nine things that I thought were graffiti, you know, under bridges, behind grocery stores, but I was never, never a writer per se, but I always had graffiti art aspirations and it was always a part of my life, you know, if it wouldn't, if it was like little toys that are hip hop graffiti based stuff or, you know, you know what it is, that whole culture, that whole life, it all kind of encompassed me, but I took more of the music route, so I didn't, I didn't go out paint trains, I was DJing and doing shit like that, didn't even really know much about trains, you know, I got my first taste like 2002. 2003 but it unfortunately didn't take hold but maybe that's good because maybe I would have done something really stupid and not be here today so I'm a little smarter now and I can handle going in train yards and be pretty smart I guess I think that's but cool. th that name came from then and just been scribbling ever since and then when I started benching in 2011 you know everyone has a little name or you have to put your name in to create whatever da 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 so yeah. why not use revise but out of respect like I looked up like revise C CMW crew and revised GH crew from Canada. Like, out of respect to them, I didn't want to just go and put, yo, I'm revised, I'm revised, D, 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 D. So, D is an important letter to me. And then Instagram won't let you put a space. You have to put the underscore. So, right. revised D. Do you uh, shout out to any of these artists that you bench? I mean, you collect like HO skills or you into the whole model train kind of craze and try to get artwork I, from these guys? Or Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty uh, I guess, addicted to it in a way. It slowed down a lot, but I do enjoy it thoroughly. I haven't. I have. I've been very fortunate to get some of the things I've gotten, and I'm very thankful. Absolutely. Um, obviously, you know, getting out there, taking flicks, and just staying busy with that. I'm sure there's other passions that you haven't pursued because of uh, you know your your bench addiction. Um, is there any opportunities you haven't taken or you've not taken advantage of because of your obsession? Uh I guess uh, I always like to say a jack of all trades, a master of none. Kind of uh, find that one thing and I stick to that at the time that it's going on or when I'm doing it. When I stop, it's gone and then I'm on to the next thing I'm doing that day. So benching takes a lot of time out of my life, but I'm so consumed by it at times that it can bleed over into the other times, you know, especially with social media being so readily available. You have to maintain your normal life by not letting that consume you too much, I suppose. On the flip side of that question, you know, maybe it's kept you from other opportunities, but has it opened up other avenues? I mean, has oh, yeah. oh yeah, that more than anything has it's done tons of that. Thanks for my beer, woman. <laughs> Say thank you. <laughs> um, Appreciate it. Baby. So it seems like you you've done some traveling and uh, you get around quite a bit. Has there ever been an artist that you you were a huge fan of um, that maybe it changed when you met the artist? Uh, <laughs> kind of explain that if you can, good or bad. Oh uh, yeah, man. Uh, well. Good, you know, all day. Tons of guys that are freaking amazing people. So then their art 
becomes even more amazing to me. Like when I see it now, it's like, that's a good dude. Look at that fucking burner. That shit's amazing. And that's his ha- that's happened a whole bunch. And, and that makes it very exciting because you almost celebrate with that person because you know their passions. You know what kind of person they are. And like, damn, that's a burner. He must have felt good after that one. You know, hell yeah, props to him. And then unfortunately, there are some on the other side, you know, cocky or an asshole or whatever it may be. You know, for some reason, they think you're you think you're too cool and you're too internet whatever you know of course i've ran into that so it happens but when i see their panels you know it's like i have a bad taste in my mouth from them so i don't really want to look at it nine times out of ten i don't even want to flick it i will flick it out of respect for the writing but it's uh it's a different kind of bench it's not like a really awesome i love this bench it's more like oh i gotta flick this to post it for the community because, you know, you're not supposed to put a face with the name in this game in a, in a way because kind of kind of pollutes what you're seeing there. So It all comes if, down to the human. you got to yeah, be a human. I think so. I mean, you know, there's there's been a times, you know, where something would roll by and if it's a good person and I like them and I'm busy with something else, sometimes I'll drop whatever I'm doing, yeah. chase the freaking train to get that panel for them because I like them and I know that they'd want to see it, you know? So if I don't like you, I've seen – whole car by a person I didn't like. I was too busy. I couldn't go. Normally, I would be down the damn road, but I was like, oh, it's him. Fuck. Ah, well, see you later. I let it go, you know? So, whatever, you know? I don't know. (laughs) You know, I've noticed with social media, it makes a lot of older writers want to come back and get reacquainted with the graph game. Um, Do you think people that come back, does that hurt their legacy? Or if someone comes back, what should they do to pick up where they left off, you know, in order to, I don't know, sustain kind of the uh, clout or, you know, notoriety they had before leaving the game? I guess just be humble, you know. If you've left for a long time, all that has probably passed with the masses. You'll still have the people that matter will know, but like all the new guys, the new jacks, you know, they may have not have been schooled on it and may not know who you are. So if you come out all cocky because you did crush it, you know, maybe that's not a good look. Who am I to say? Nobody. But I wouldn't appreciate somebody that hasn't painted for, you know, forever to come back and act like they have been. So definitely remain humble in everything you do, no matter who you are. I mean, even if you've been crushing it for 20, 30, years you know you just still be humble and people will like that a lot better usually no matter what you do graffiti or not i've noticed that fame in general or clout none of it really is real it's not truly measurable um and yet a lot of people so much jealousy and a lot of human emotion gets thrown into this um then you get up into your late 30s and 40s and you realize some of your best friends you're not friends with anymore because because they were jealous of something going on 10 or 15 years ago um you know is there a way to avoid those kind of conflicts i mean is there a way to like mute some of those jealousies i mean people take this way too i don't know personal or way too serious in a sense that you know we're all kind of on the same pay grade none of us are making you know money off this you know is there some insight to that to kind of muting some of those hostile or you know jealousy behaviors just experience and the willingness to to try to you know avoid it or if you if it swallows you up to get through it and realize what you've done and move on you know even i've gotten swallowed up and i don't mean to say even i but i have i have gotten some page will like post a picture of mine and you know and this year, like, oh, there's no, like, photo credit. I don't really give a shit, but, like, it's just, like, like more, like, you should have given me credit because that's what I would do if I was out here posting your flicks. Like, I would say, this is a flick from this person. But I shouldn't let that bother me. But for some reason, 
couple times I have let that bother me. So I'll, this fool posted my picture, go on his account, whatever. And then like the next day you're like, fuck, I'm an idiot. Why are you know, look like a damn toy going over here, typing this shit out. So, and I have the willingness to do better. So when I see that I'm a fool like that, I don't, I try not to do it again. So therefore when I see it now, someone else trying to get a stir out of somebody or whatever, I'll delete that, you know, the comment. I don't stay on top of my Instagram, so I can't like regulate it every hour or whatever. You know, there are times when I'm not on there for a whole day, two days, whatever, and some things get posted up and you have to go back through and delete all that. But I don't know. You just have to want to avoid it. If you want it, you can go and get it real easy. You can really ride it as hard as you want. And that's the problem with it all, but it can also be a great thing for you if you do it right, I guess. Anyone that knows you, probably your family, um, close friends, maybe even coworkers, probably know that you're, you know, heavy into this stuff as far as taking pictures and, um, you know, what is, I don't know, their perception? What's your family's perception? Do they think you're wasting time or, you know, how, how do they view this? Uh, my wife, she's a incredible woman. I don't know how she does what she does. She puts up with a whole lot of shit, a whole lot of people coming to visit, a whole lot of, you know, sometimes not the cleanest people, sometimes very dirty. And I do my best to help keep the balance with her. And it's such a blessing for me to have such a woman like that, you know, because I think part of it is I wasn't involved in this when we met. Like this developed with her by my side. So like we both together were like, ooh, what's that? You know, so it is something we share together. So our whole house, you know, has, you know, graph work around it and stuff. So I get to share that with her and I'm fucking super fortunate for that. And I have a father who, you know, crazy supportive and whatever I do, you know, he's like, I saw some trains over here and go over there, da, 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 da. you know, and it's, that's pretty neat to have pops that, you know, is always interested in trains now because his son is. And we shared it when I was younger because we live in an area that is filled with trains. So when I was a kid, you know, we rode trains up through the mountains and shared childhood memories of camping and riding trains together you know so we initially had that bond and now he sees this and he's always supported my art so that's cool mom she's worried as shit all the time I'm gonna because cops have called her house because my information you know if i needed to be could be sent to that house and she's always nervous and you stab them yards and that typical mother stuff friends you know it's been been something you know I've, I've had some friends that you know aren't involved in this and i try to maintain those relationships but it's very difficult they get very jealous they get very i don't know it's really weird and i try try to be cautious or uh, aware that they are feeling that way so i try to make you know concessions to them to be friends to be better friend but it's hard when all you want to do is run in the yard you're tired of sitting at a ball game or something like that not that i go to a ball game but yeah supportive it's been very good Kind of changing gears here slightly, um, you know, you've seen a lot of different styles, probably thousands of different styles collectively over the years. Do you think that there's a peak point in an artist? Do you think that, a, that an artist can paint his best piece? Do you think no. that the evolution ever gets maxed out? No. I don't think so. What do you think inhibits a writer from advancing his style then, if that's the case? His own his own shortcomings, you know? If you don't think you can try something because it's not going to look good, then you're never going to try it. So I almost would like to see something really weird and stupid on a normal piece that I've seen for a long time. Just to know that they tried something new, That would I think that's cool. And if it be a fill part or a 3D part, a background part, a tidbit, a wiggly bit, whatever the hell you're doing, you know, there's 
there's so many parts to a piece, in my opinion, that there's always something that you can improve. You know, you could work on one part, get that down really good, and then move on to the next part. Once you get that really good, go back to that same part that it was before, and you're going to be even better at that part than you were when you started the last time. Yeah. But just doing the same thing a thousand times over and over and over again, it's to the point. I mean, do people really even care? And that's that's I mean, that's that's an argument that I can't really answer. You know, because yeah. there's tons of artists out there that they go on that whole the same thing type tip and same stamp. Yeah. It's worked, and you can't argue with it. But it's almost like a branded thing at that point. Like you're you're sporting a brand versus a style. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. That's True, pretty crazy. No, and I've heard a crazy thing. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what it, no, like a lot of dudes, uh, a lot of people use brands for their freights and all this different stuff. And in a way, we're kind of, it's weird because we're all doing, well, they're all doing graffiti. and But yet they're advertising for these companies that they're almost fighting against to start with. So then why are we putting all these... <laughs> All these logos up on trains, you know, like Krispy Kreme and yeah. uh, whatever, Snickers bars and all that stuff, which is cool. But I think we just, everyone loves to see that constant logo. So a writer thinks, you know, I can do this branded image and it's going to get more people to like me because I've done this branded image, which it is cool. And I do think it's neat and I think it's awesome. But it is kind of ironic that graffiti is using brands that we all are sort of like rebelling against to begin with, but yet they're painting it on trains. Do you only bench freight or do you bench walls or is it just freight? I, I mean, I I go to cities with with walls damn straight. I go exploring much I can, but around here there's no walls to flick so i got trains so obviously with your travels and you know your heavy presence on you know social media yep. like, what do you think you're gonna be doing you know a few years from now is this something you think you're gonna hang on to i mean will there be a peak point for you where you've where you've just seen enough and you're and you're good or you think you're gonna <laughs> just keep <laughs> absorbing all that freight data I'm absorbing freight data i guess man i don't i don't see any end in sight to be honest with you i think oh. i just heard your wife cry in the background. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, my, the room I'm sitting in right now is like filled with freight stuff. You know, there's a railroad sign, morning, end of track. You know, just, I think I'll always have that little room and my camera. It may slow down. It may, you know, I may go out on the weekends and hang out with two fuckers that are 60 years old, but I'll have to act like I'm only flicking the engines, but secretly flicking the graffiti, you know, so I don't get in trouble with my old people board later on or whatever. Right. But... What's your take on this? Uh, what do you think the future is going to be for the uh, freight scene? Do you think they're going to think the uh, cops are going to put a handle on this? Do you think it's? Uh, I mean, of course, I'm wondering. You know, I, from what I've seen, like new cameras and spots that I've personally when walking around, and now there's cameras, uh, four wheelers, the little drone planes. Uh, I think, you know, especially in bigger cities, unfortunately, you know, they're burning yards left and right. You know, I hear all the time friends are like, man, this shit's all done out here and da 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 da. Yep. And, you know, you can only regulate a yard so much at this point, you know, because of all the pollution that's happening. Pollution, that's a good way to put it. That is good. Uh, What happens when you see, I don't know, maybe a train you've seen before and it comes back and you're like, I recognize that. Uh, But there's somebody over, say, a classic piece, say something 10 years old that maybe wasn't up to today's today's standards, but based on the years of its uh, born on date from the artist, you know, how do you feel about people, you know, cashing over other guys? What's what's your can't take on that i can't stand it my uh i mean catching a classic freight is still my favorite ever i mean you can paint the biggest baddest whole car in the world and i love it but nothing compares to me being able to see something that i wasn't a part of back then and it's still here it's still holding on and i'm able to see that and document it and let
let the person that did it see it 20 years later, whatever it be. And for some fucking punk to go and then go over that, you know, I think that's terrible. And if I know it, I, you know, I've been done it a few times. I'll, you know, I'll post it up and let the world see it, you know, in a way you don't want to give that person credit by posting their panel, but how else can we let them know that they fucked up big time, I guess? I mean, in a way I feel responsible to show that so people see who it was that did what they did and for them to see how everyone doesn't like it because maybe they don't have someone teaching them. You know, I think there's a lot of freights coming out of Mexico and I don't think they have any idea of some of the culture. So, you know, can you really be mad at them for going over some of this stuff because they don't know if it's just go and spray on everything that's what we do so i feel that we could we could all teach more like if there was a whole lot of teaching going on but i don't know that's it's just crazy well it's sad revised because back in the 90s you'd have probably four guys on a left panel or right panel vice versa i mean they went small and nowadays you just get a guy over here with a steroid throw up and he blasts over it because he knows he can top it and it just it's to me it's chicken shit but uh what are you gonna do it is to me it's like it's like just because a guy has a larger you know cock than me doesn't mean he can have sex with my wife. You know what I mean? Good point. Your piece is bigger than mine, okay, but look at the detail. You know, did you really go down on her for 26 minutes with uh, James Brown in the background? You know what I mean? You know, when you get your neck going to that funky twang, you know what I mean? His large tenderloin can't compete with that. No, not at all. Uh, I mean, you know, I I think it, you know, it really sucks that that's happening. And I don't think it's, you know, I don't even know, man. Like The, you, the, play, the playbook is gone. There's no playbook it, anymore. It is bizarre. Yeah, there's, but there's to be a kind of a playbook if, if it can be willing. But I don't even know if it's possible. If this mentality can handle it. Are we heading towards an idiocracy movie scenario? You know what I mean? Is it, is it well, really what's happening? Maybe this show can provide for some movies uh, out there to maybe listen to. Yes, like, I, I think that's different. great. You know, like like I said, you know, I was on Instagram the other day and someone's like, oh, that's a cool panel. Someone should fix it up to bring it back to, I think it was a Nace panel. And, yeah. you know, as nice as his intentions were, you know, you don't go fix that panel. You know what I mean? Like, let it ride. Maybe go over to the left and put, you know, R.I.P. Nace or do not go over, you know, at the very least, if you have to do it, maybe do that. But I don't understand. There's just no one knows what to do, I think. And then there's so many cats just going out there and it's this different mentality of just spray, 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 go big, big, big. And there's nothing to that shit. You know, I don't all, all I do is look at it and be like, I wonder what's under you. I wonder what's under there. And then I'll go online and search the, the number and try to find out what was on there originally because just it irks me big time. What about these moniker guys? Do you uh, flick any of their stuff? I mean, what's your feeling on uh, God, There's some moniker dudes out there that I freaking think their shit's amazing. Yeah, agreed. Especially, you know, if they paint too, you know, that doesn't hurt, but... Uh, it's got. Pretty, you'd have to say it's gotten pretty bandwagony, though. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't flick the ones that you know you see on every single car. That same thing that took someone five seconds. Yeah, and you know, I, I like the like aura of seeing all of it, I guess, but. I don't like it when it's right above a piece. You know, they go and they put it because they know that they're going to ride with that piece. So they're going to put their dumb little thing right over here, right in the middle of your shit. You know, not on the letters per se, which they sometimes happen, but, you know, put it over top our piece. And then they all argue, you know, you're doing graffiti. So who are you to say that you can't, you know, do which, what and whatnot and how many monikers you've gone over. But I just, why can't you just understand that this whole panel looks really good right now without these dumb little drawings all over the right side? Put it somewhere else if you have to be on that train and, and you're just making excuses because you want to ride with that burner because you know it's going to get flicked. So yeah, They're spot jocking. That's all it is. Yep, straight up. Shout out to everyone who's been freaking awesome along the way and giving me information and 
talking to me and trading with me to my uh, close friends from here that I met and taught me what and what not to do and you know let me kind of figure things out on my own with some guidance without dropping names you know who you are uh, to everybody you know just do what you love you know stay stay with it keep doing it try to learn the right path to do what you're doing you know if you truly love something then you'd want to be accepted by others that do it and the best ones that do it even more so so why not try to do it the right way don't look for this acceptance from some other world that doesn't exist on the internet that's some fake head blowing you know world that isn't there it's just you holding your phone in front of your face that's it so I don't know I know it's probably weird coming from me but I just like to post pictures and I like that people like them well thanks for coming on the show man we had a great time and it's good to get an inside perspective on uh, you know a venture and uh, like I said earlier in the show you've had some form of interaction with pretty much almost anybody that's riding on the line old and new and uh, it's pretty you know where you're standing right now is a pretty powerful uh, place and uh, you know we definitely appreciate you making some time and getting on the show I mean I, I can't thank you enough super fortunate to see what I see and never knew that I'd ever have anyone interested in anything I did like this and it humbles me every day I really appreciate it thank, thank you Revise for coming on the show and uh, hopefully we can uh, come out and see you this year maybe yeah, very soon gotta get up yep, alright 